Yeah, like you just post stuff that some people will engage with. We can we can go really right wing as well. Um, I think we could probably. That's a good. That's yeah. a great idea. We should do that with our talking yeah. points. This is trust don't verify. I I I don't trust the government. But here's what I got to say about. It. But I will verify your child's gender <laughs> before I allow them to participate in sports. <laughs> what do you mean they want to race that little boy? Let me check. Let mm-hmm. me check. Come here. Listen, I don't want all these perverts seeing his penis. Come on back here. <laughs> Welcome to Trust Don't Verify, the show where two of us tell a story, but only one of us is telling the truth, and it is up to the decider to tell who is who. Right? Is that right? That's right. I mean, they (laughs) guess. They guess. They guess. They guess. They guess. They guess who's telling the truth. Um, uh, I'm Brett, and I'm joined here by Aaron. Hello. And Carter, who is uh, guessing this week. That's right. Hello. Hootie who uh, to all of you. Hootie hoo. Okay, so uh, yeah, Brett and I are telling the stories this week. Brett, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Actually, because I want people to listen to at least some of the episode, I, I think you should <laughs> go first. <laughs> yeah. Happy to do it. All right, so today I will be telling the story of the American IRA and the downfall of House of Pain. The storied history of 19th and 20th century British literature is speckled with flecks of genius from Austin to Dickens. Orwell to Lewis, and of course, the godfather of them all, William Shakespeare. But one particular science fiction author is the subject of today's War of the Words. And to start off, we'll be hopping in our time machine. That's also a a book by him. And heading back to 1896, when H.G. Wells published one of his most popular books, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm. The book follows narrator Edward Prendick, who finds himself stranded on the titular island after a shipwreck. On the island, the mad scientist Dr. Moreau has been experimenting on humans and animals alike through vivisection and reassembly, attempting to manually override the evolutionary pressures of natural selection and create the next step in humanity on his own. Not unlike the famed hip-hop trio House of Pain tried to infuse their Irish heritage into American culture through their music. Originally comprised of members Daniel Danny Boy O'Connor and Eric Everlast Schrody, the California-based group had been making music on their own individually for some time. But it wasn't until they came together and brought Latvian DJ Leo, I'm sorry, Latvian DJ Leor DeMont into the fold that they were able to hit the charts in 1992 with their smash hit single, Jump Around. Wow. Something that the man-beast creations on Dr. Moreau's island found themselves unable to resist the urge of doing as they succumbed to their more savage, primal instincts. That is, that is jump around. They were, yes. Jump, jump, jump around. Yeah. As they reverted back to their beast-like selves, they were jumping around like crazy. Wow. Wow, okay. Is that true? All right. How are we doing, guys? Is it true that that Dr. Moreau created beast-like creatures <laughs> that perverted yeah. Is that real? Is that based on real? Uh, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's based on real. 
I'm so hot for for the listener. I, I am in a closet right now. So hot for the yeah. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this <hire> too. <laughs> All right, Brett with a shameless sexual plug in the middle of Aaron's story. Married man. <laughs> okay. Oh, where's my ring? Where's my ring? <laughs> he is in the closet and he's lost his ring. <laughs> he's hot for listeners. And our phone number is one. Belted here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, not where I expected it to go. Okay, um, all right. Much like the poor creatures on Moreau's Island, House of Pain too found themselves succumbing to the pressures that would ultimately spell their downfall, forever dooming them to the status of one-hit wonder. You see, dear listener, if you've read The Island of Dr. Moreau, you may have already picked out the link between these two seemingly unrelated topics. In the book, the priest-like character, the Sayer of Law, is tasked with creating the laws for the abominations to follow, so that they might separate themselves from the beasts as men would. The Sayer also tells those who will listen why they should and must essentially worship Dr. Moreau, saying that his is the hand that makes, his is the hand that wounds, his is the hand that heals, and most importantly, his is the house of pain. The trio enjoyed wild success for about a year, during which time they toured the country and had a brief international leg in Western Europe with stops in London, Dublin, and Belfast. In hindsight, it's, imp- it's possible their attempts to carry their American success over to British soil may have ended up being what cost them their future. See, when the now multi-platinum selling Irish hip-hop trio finally broke through on the charts and set sail across the pond, it caught the attention of not just the American hip-hop scene, but also the legal team of H.G. Wells' estate, who apparently were not too fond of the homage, and in 1993 hired the top-tier American legal firm Davis Polk and Wardwell to file suit against the trio in New York civil court for copyright infringement. Initially, this failed to get the attention of Danny Boy Everlast and DJ Lethal, who did not yet have legal representation through their self-owned label Tommy Boy, causing them to miss the hearing for a preliminary injunction against the group. This lapse in judgment, however, cost them, as the judge presiding over the case granted the estate that injunction against the trio, forcing them to change their name for the time being. Perhaps out of resentment against an overreaching legacy British power, or simply out of a soft spot for their Irish brethren fighting for freedom, the group decided to change their name temporarily to the American IRA. This was the beginning of the end for our scrappy upstart trio, (laughs) as the long and expensive legal battle would not only drain their bank accounts, but it would often keep them from touring and writing and releasing new music, ultimately preventing any successful follow-up to jump around from gracing this world and our ears. Pack it up. Pack it in. Pack it up, pack it in. You better not begin. (laughs) After failing to capture the success of Jump Around Again, the band broke up in 1999 and the three members went their separate ways. DJ Lethal went on to become the DJ for multi-platinum new metal band Limp Bizkit. Hell yeah. Fun fact. And, and Everlast also achieved multi-platinum status for his solo album, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues, which features one of the greatest butt rock songs of all time, What It's Like. Oh, Danny, really? Might know what it's like to have to choose. I was wondering after you said Everlast, I was like, wait a second. It's the same guy. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, uh, while O'Connor apparently did fuck all with his solo career. <laughs> <laughs> the tried. Wikipedia entry for him says he did some graphic design work for other w- bands. Was he like the main guy? I just picture somebody in like a white t-shirt. Is he like the main vocalist of Jump, uh, of the House of Pain? I don't know which is which. All I know is that Everlast has like Chinese characters tattooed on his neck. Irish American hip hop rapper Sick. Everlast has Chinese characters tattooed Sick. on his neck. He hasn't decided which way he's gone with that yet. While the group did eventually win their case and reclaim their name, their greatest victory 
against H.G. Wells Estate came in 2011 when they were united for an international tour and flipped the estate one final giant throbbing middle finger by titling the tour He Who Breaks the Law, another reference to the same book that their band's name came from. Interesting. Okay. If that's true, and obviously I I don't know. I mean, it might be, but... I mean, Carter connect- is not called the foremost expert on House of Pain lore for no reason. <laughs> for no reason, right. Pretty bad choice by me. American IRA is a, is a crazy name. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing to say. Um, when was like the height of the IRA stuff? Was was this around that time or in the 80s? I think it was late 80s. Pre, pre, yeah, slightly previous mm. to that. I feel, like, I feel like they were very active. Well, just, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you mean by the height of that, right? Because... I think that like the height of their activity happened sometime before that, but the height of like popular pressure against them, I'm thinking like Thatcher years, perhaps. That, that's all I know about it. I, I really don't know enough to speak to it, but I do remember they have a lot of dealings with Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Thatty. Right? So, Fatty Thatty. So, <laughs> she has girl power. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to rip off an Eric Andre bit in the midst of, <laughs> of our recording. Um, that was awesome. I, I know the answer, like so I can already tell who is telling the truth and who's lying just based off the first story, but I'd love what to hear fuck? Brett's attempt. Yeah, I, I already I already know, because um, I know that's actually my favorite group, so uh, I'm aware of all the dealings that happened with House of Pain, but uh, so go ahead, Brett. And... Our big Irish hip-hop fan. <laughs> can we uh, take, a, take a break? Take a quick break? We go. Brett needs to go get a church. No, fan. We, we, did we take a break between the uh, we take a break between the stories, right? We can take a break. And we're back. Okay. Uh, so, look, listeners, I want to give you the opportunity to call me directly <laughs> and join me here in this closet. Yeah, yeah this is going to be a call in. Uh, we're doing a call in show. Um, we're live on the air. And this is your opportunity right now to stop listening for the next five minutes. Skip ahead five minutes or so. Um, Also, Aaron and Carter, this is your opportunity to maybe drop off the podcast or just take your headphones off and walk away for a little while, about five minutes, because what happens next, I take no responsibility for. Uh, if you, how could you not? <laughs> it's gonna be you talking. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, I know we blame the schools. That's right. That's right. I will bl- look. I know we we joke before, like oh, like oh, I'm doing a bad job. Like oh, this is shitty. It's not funny. This is actually not. You've funny. joked that. Okay. And neither well, Carter nor I ever said okay. joke that. Can can I interrupt real quick? Please. So this this we're in a unique position here because typically uh, we frame the episodes with what kind of what the right. theme is. And that has not happened. So all I've all I've heard is Aaron talk about House of Pain, and uh, Brett's over here freaking out about what he has to read. So I have no idea what the theme is. What he might do. I'm a. I'm thinking he might rap. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Again, last chance. Uh, here we go. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm reading to the beat. And me, Aaron, and our words are gonna bring Carter defeat. 
As we celebrate the 50 years since hip-hop first appeared, well, there is one gang that I have to say is deserving to be cheered. And the gang of which I'm referring to is the one called Sugar Hill, because they were the pioneers of the sound you've got to feel. It was Big Bang Gang, it was Master G, and the third was Wonder Mike. And they, in 79, put out a song called Rapper's Delight. But the legacy of the Rapper's 3 is not without its stay. Because a member stole some bars in Big Bang Hank, that was his name. You see, back in the 70s, he was working a couple of jobs, and when he was was at the front door of a club. And here was the place he met, a guy named Curtis Brown, who turned out to be, as a surprise to me, one of the best rappers in town. Grand Master Cass was the alias he was using for the stage. And once he met that Big Bang Hank, his life was going to change. Because the SEC Okay, you gotta stop. You can't. You can't. You, can't, you, can't, you, you gotta start over or something. Because you just, like, you just weren't talking at all. Over. I gotta start. Over. No, you don't start the whole thing. Oh over. my god! I gotta oh start over. I gotta start over. Start it up. I gotta start over. I gotta start over. Okay, hold on. Not the whole. Song. <laughs> I gotta go back from the top. Okay, hold on. Let's oh, do no, it. No, 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 no. Let me see if I can find a spot. One more time. Let me see if I can find. Oh God, I, this is so bad. I'm sorry. I'm this so is sorry. So I was cringe. trying to hold it together so I wouldn't, wouldn't lose your spot. <laughs> this is but I'm so cringe. Dying. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate myself Ooh. so so much. I didn't. It I didn't start it. out like this. I. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Carter called it. <laughs> Carter <laughs> called it. Uh, oh. Okay. I'm gonna try to catch the beat again. I'm. Well, catch whatever little grasp I had on the beat. Don't see, but it was awesome. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh God. Because <sighs> the SEC, OND of the jobs of Big Bang Hank, was managing Grandmaster Cass, whose career he was going to tank. Because naturally, as his manager, Hank had heard his songs. Grandmaster Cass was so talented that Hank just sang along. Now there's something I should mention about this Grandmaster guy. He had another name and it was Casanova Fly. So that the, oh wait hold on hold on <laughs> okay okay so the T H I R D of the jobs of Big Bang Hank was at a restaurant serving pizza pie that was called the crispy crust now this was the place that an executive liked to eat. One day she heard Hank rapping and knew that they had to meet. Cause she was forming a band, yes, a rapping group. And at this crispy crust, she found her next recruit. She was so impressed with his melodies. She said, join my group, Hank, won't you please? Now Hank had took a minute contemplating what to do. This was the perfect time for him to tell her the whole truth. That the lyrics he was singing originated from another. And his name, that's right, you guessed it. <laughs> his name was Casanova. He didn't tell the exec. No, he didn't confess. He kept it all to himself. Oh, wait. I fucked up. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm just going to skip that part. I don't think that part rhymes. Okay. <laughs> if you... Oh, wait, hold on. I had to find the beat again. God. I think I've sweat through my shirt. Okay. 
<laughs> now, if you don't believe me, well, I guess I'll say that's fine. But from the song Rapper's Delight, here's a couple stolen lines. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-A. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, God, this is so hard. Okay. It's... I'm the C-A-S-A and the O-V-A and the rest is F-L-Y. She said, damn fly guy, I'm in love with you. The Casanova legend must have been true. Okay. And uh, so those are two separate lyrics. Give me me some time and I'll find another. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He also refers to himself as the Grandmaster. Okay. So there you go. There's some of the proof. Hank's bars were stolen, and that's the truth. It's sad to say that to this day, Kaz never got the credit or any pay. Uh, And then there's one more that I want to share here. (laughs) Whatever you do in your lifetime, you never let an MC steal your rhyme. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Can't believe somebody stole his rhyme. Yeah. What a treat. That was bad. Incredible. I that was incredible. Need to go change as soon as this call is over. I legitimately have sweat through my clothes. Um, I apologize. Uh, well, you look calm, cool, and cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, just to recap, basically, um, <laughs> what do we need to recap for? I think it's all very clear. It's all right there. It's all. It's all very clear. So you clear. get it. Uh, you you understand? Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So, go ahead and give us a recap. (laughs) So, this guy named Hank, Big Bank, he was working at a pizza restaurant, and he also had been managing, he was was getting into, like, music management, and started managing this rapper who went by uh, Casanova Fly. And uh, the guy was really good, uh, and Hank would, like, sing that guy's songs, And uh, he was singing them one day at the pizza restaurant when a music executive happened to walk in while she was recruiting for the Sugar Hill Gang. And she heard Hank singing these lyrics uh, and thought it was so good that she invited him to join the Sugar Hill Gang. And so without even thinking twice about it, without saying, no, these aren't my lyrics, these belong to another guy, he just straight up used, like, he's got lyrics on the Rapper's Delight song that's that basically say I'm Casanova Fly. Like he spells it out and says I'm Casanova Fly. Um, and he refers to himself uh, both as his actual stage name of Big Bank Hank and as Casanova Fly and a Grandmaster um, as well. So really just blatantly stole the lyrics and uh, never gave Kaz credit. He said in 2004 he understands why Kaz feels the way he does and thinks that he deserves the well, credit. At least he's introspective. Yes, that's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, he mm. never, got the, never got any royalties from it or anything. Okay, so that's what I was trying to say. Uh, that, yeah. did, that did come through in the song. Uh, Caught most of that. Okay. That did. It did. Uh, just so you know, oh, um, that was so funny. Oh, Thank you. God. I just loved hearing the fucking beat come up to the fucking mic. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my god! I look forward to editing this because I think yeah, this might be, be a, that's my be a greatest challenge, challenge yet <laughs> with the shortest amount of time. I think. Uh, that you, you have yeah that i've ever i've ever had so that's great that's awesome no um okay so initial thoughts i if 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 we're good to go if, if, yep. my, if i'm good to start should we turn our cameras off is that when we're doing that now yeah like you can go ahead yeah sure. that's, that's, turn my camera off during that whole the whole time <laughs> i'm sorry for derailing that but i was laughing i don't know if that came through i tried to get away from the mic no that was, it's I was, I was crying 
So initial thoughts, uh, I think this was a really good strategic move between you all because shock for any listeners who haven't seen us, uh, I am white. And I'll be honest, I really, even though that some of this involves Irish hip hop, I really don't know much of anything at all about hip hop. Uh, so I lied and I apologize. Uh, House of Pain is not my favorite musical group. I do not know anything about House of Pain. I only know that Everlast song. So uh, while this was definitely hard, um, I guess that was the intention. I kind of have to just Wild West guess it based off, based off of what could only be described as the confidence in the stories. Um, so I could be very wrong, but I'm going to say, um, unless anyone wants to interject something here for me to, to talk about, I'm going to go ahead and I think lock it an answer if, if we're good with Dan that. Dan and it, Sports <laughs> Center, top 10. Number one, Carter Face Guess. <laughs> we started at number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> well, like who would keep watching after <laughs> all the rest are going to be worse? Jump over to the not top ten where you can hear my. Uh, oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think Brett was spitting the truth. Why say ye? I say that because, and this could have just been a really good move now that we're kind of getting a little bit more in our element with the storytelling and what's going to trip people up. Brett gave a lot of concrete examples involving like dates and, and stuff. Um, and it, while I am not actually familiar with the song, I would assume those, I mean, I know of the song. I just don't listen to it. So I would assume those are real lyrics. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I just felt like that one seemed more true. And American IRA seemed like a really offensive thing <laughs> to name a rap group. So I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think I, I'm just going to have to guess and go with, and go with Brett's as telling the truth. You did it. You got it right. Burr, 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 burr. No way. Burr, 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 burr. Guys. Yes. It's actually a load off of my shoulders because I was like, if I'm going to be the first double loser and then I have to fucking edit it too. <laughs> I don't know. So that's awesome. Uh, you got it. Good job. Yeah. I, I, I did think that American IRA was where I lost it a little bit, but I couldn't think of, I had to think of something goofy. Boy, was it. I honestly feel like if you had thrown, I guess we shouldn't, I guess we should give strategic advice because we all go against each other. If you had thrown a date in there and maybe pick something not as vulgar as American IRA, I'd have, I'd have had a way more difficult time. But I heard American IRA. And I was like, I think I would have heard that of come that. up somewhere <laughs> because that's intense. That's yeah, intense. Yeah, that's possible. I um, Sometimes I try specifically not to do dates because I, I view people being too specific as a tell for them lying. That's true. So I was worried that if I was just like, on April 30th of 1996, the estate of H.G. Wells in the 6th Lower District Court of New York, located at 123 yeah, but I know what you mean. Like there, there is there is a level of vagueness that is too vague. Where I'm just like, yeah, they were really popular in '92, and then in '94 they changed their name to the American IRA, and then after that they were basically done. It was still good. This really could have gone either way, but um, I just 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 hearing American IRA, I was like, I feel like that would have that's came a up lot. somewhere. That, yeah, that's, yeah. I think the one thing that that boded really well for Brett was his ability to retell the story twice. It made it seem like he wasn't telling a story. Cause like he did the rap 
And then afterwards, it was like, can you recap it? And he did really succinctly recap the story. And that sort of makes it seem like it's like he knows it. And his, his like knowing something really deeply like that, like rather than reading off a script, sort of implies that it's more true, in my opinion. Either way, that was that was great. And, um, and I, I just want to say, you know, Carter mentions uh, he feels like he doesn't have a grasp on on uh, hip hop. I, I think it's very clear from what you just heard from my end that I clearly have a grasp on rap music. Uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, at least the production. Yeah, definitely of it. the production. I mean, definitely the production at a minimum. Yeah. So I, I look forward to this podcast being the origin story of Brett launching into stardom as one of the greatest rappers of, of all time. Perhaps no. I, I, honestly, actually, I think that what you performed there musically, not to get too far off topic, was far better than I could have <laughs> ever done. There were some bars in there. There were some bars in there. You had a couple. You had some triplets. You had you had stop. some bars. No. You very easily found stop. the beat whenever you had stop. to stop because I was laughing so much. So I, I I really thought that was awesome. I thought that was great. So the sad thing is not too bad. The next Kendrick, we're calling him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who's who arguably went a little bit downhill here on the last album. Well, I have, I don't know anything about it. But. Was his last album Damn or did he was have that, another one? He had another one, one after that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've just never heard of it. <laughs> top of the top morning. Of the morning. Top, top of the morning. Okay, so I guess we'll go ahead. I guess we'll wrap it up then, right? Is there is there anything else left to do? I think this is it. I guess announce that uh, I'll be guessing next week. I mean, next episode, at least. Oh, back to back to Brett. And uh, so right now, I think Aaron's currently in the lead, undefeated. Still, but we have to get, we have to make him lose. But that's not until, not next week. So Brett's not guessing next week, the week after, after right. next week. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up with a nice hootie hoo, which is never more appropriate than right now, because this has been the rap episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>